I'm Dr. Michael Latola. And I'm Megan Strong. Stop giving yourself a lower block because you don't trust your hygienist. It's time for Chairside Live. Welcome to this week's edition of Chairside Live. Megan, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Feeling tremendous, thank you. On this week's case of the week, it's not actually a case. We're gonna take a closer look at shade guides and talk about some different shade guides, which one I prefer and which one we prefer at the laboratory. And then I happened to grab an average shade guide from a friend of mine's office, and we'll take a closer look at that and see maybe how he could be getting better results when taking shades. But first, let's go to Megan and the news. A new study reveals that heavy cell phone use increases the rate of saliva flow. Researchers investigated how heat and radiofrequency radiation that cell phones emit can impact nearby tissues. Researchers studied 142 healthy men and women, 18 to 30 years old, who had used their cell phones for three or more years. Part of the group used their phone for more than two hours a day, while the rest used their phones for less than two hours a day. They measured salivary flow rates on both the dominant and non-dominant sides of the participants' heads. The dominant side is where the phone is typically held. They found that the heavy users had a higher rate of salivation on the dominant side. These heavy users had 26% more salivation on the dominant side, while the light user group had a mere 8% more salivary flow on the dominant side. Wow, well I guess, I don't know what to make of this. The last report I heard about cell phones was that they were gonna cause uh, brain cancer, so I guess that it's good news that it's causing an increase in salivary flow, now with 26% more salivary flow. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny because saliva is actually a really good buffer against tooth decay, and there's a lot of antibodies in saliva that help the body fight tooth decay. So I wonder in a future study, if possibly we'll see that heavy cell phone use causes a decrease in the decay rate on one side of uh, the mouth, and maybe we'll have recommendations for patients to switch back and forth with their dominant side to increase the salivary flow on both sides. Uh, but please, Megan, kill me if I ever spend more than two hours on my cell phone per day. I Will never do. want to do that. I didn't even know that my iPhone uh, was a phone. I just thought it was a little internet device, and so I never have it there uh, for two hours. But it's good to know for people who are on that much, uh, that even though you may uh, get brain cancer, that you probably will have fewer cavities over on that one side. It's a win-win. Anything else? Yes. A new study out of Brazil shows that sleep apnea appears to worsen during the winter. The study included one night of sleep for more than 7,500 patients over a 10-year period. The researchers compared the severity of the patient's apnea to the weather conditions at the time they were treated. They looked at humidity, temperature, and air pollution. Winter patients stopped breathing during the night more often than summer patients. During the winter, they stopped breathing an average of 18 times per hour compared to 15 times per hour during the summer. The sleep clinic was also more likely to see the most severe cases, people who stopped breathing more than 30 times an hour in the colder months. The team found that certain weather conditions, such as high atmospheric pressure and humidity and high levels of carbon monoxide, were tied to the worst cases of apnea. Researchers cannot positively determine whether it's the weather that's the culprit in this case, as more studies are needed. Well, I know that alcohol certainly causes uh, an increase because it's a smooth muscle relaxant, causes an increase in snoring, and maybe people are even you know, drinking more during the winter. I know that probably wasn't looked at uh, in this study itself, but I'd have to look through our numbers here at the laboratory and see if we make more silent night and snoring appliances during the winter than we do during the summer. I recently looked at this uh, for porcelain veneers, and it's pretty interesting when you look at when patients are doing porcelain veneers. For the last five years, 
there's a spike here in the laboratory during the summer for porcelain veneers. Interesting. And yeah, so, so patients, it seems, uh, are deciding to do their smiles during the summer as opposed to any other part of the year. Now, whether it's because of graduations or summer weddings or things like that, uh, definitely if you like doing veneers and your office does a lot of them and you were going to start promoting this to your patients, you would probably want to do that in the late winter, early spring because we see a spike every summer in the number of veneers that we do for uh, the dentists out there who are our clients. All right, thanks, Megan. Let's go ahead and take a look at the case of the week. For today's case of the week, I actually just wanted to take a moment looking at shade guides. This is the new Vita 3D Master uh, linear guide, which is my favorite shade guide to currently use. And we'll look at that in a second. Before we get to that, I just wanted to show you a shade guide that I grabbed out of a, a dentist's office who's a friend of mine. And um, it looks like this has been run over by a tractor trailer. It, uh, you, you can get an idea of how old it is. This might even be uh, an identifying number from dental school that's been scratched in here. But you can see that it's very old. And when these shades, there's, there's several different studies online showing that when these shades have spent uh, any amount of time over the course of a year in a cold sterilization solution, they end up actually changing shades. And so what you see as an A2 or an A3 on your shade guide probably is not going to match what we have in the laboratory where we never have to put our shade tabs into cold sterilization because they never go into a patient's mouth. So I really want to encourage you to at least get one new shade guide every 12 to 18 months and, and have that one there if it seems like you're getting kind of erroneous results from your laboratory. Now, most of the time people do arrange their Vita shade guide by value, but I want to show you a new way to maybe consider doing this. And this is just based on the numbers here at the laboratory. The numbers of shade requests that we get uh, for almost any product. And you can see that I've actually arranged this shade guide uh, according from starting over here, uh, the most popular shade down to the least popular shade. And we'll put these values up for you on the screen so you can see this, but clearly uh, the most common shade prescription that we get for is for A2, and then we have A3, then we have A1. And let me stop you there for a second because the three most popular shades we have are A2, which is about 27% of the shades, A3 and A1. So really, when it comes to picking the correct shade, if you eliminated everything else and just went with the A shades, you would not go far wrong. I mean, mo a lot, the, the vast majority of the restorations that get requested are A2, A3, and A1 in that order. Number four is B1, and that's a little bit crazy uh, because B1, how can that be such a, a popular shade? In fact, if you watch our shade taking DVD that's currently online at, at glidewelldental.com, You'll see that even according to Vita, B1 actually exists outside of the natural color space for natural teeth. So B1, in fact, is not a real tooth color, yet it's the fourth most requested shade that we have. And why does that happen? It happens because a dentist will let the patient see the shade guide, and they're like a moth to the flame or a mosquito uh, to that purple light that kills them. Patients are always attracted to the B1 because of how light it is. Uh, we know most of the time that A2 is going to be correct. But still, we get requests for B1, and it's our largest remade shade. So if you ever wondered what shade that Dennis Request has the most remakes, it's the B1. And it represents, it's only 4% of the requests we get for shades, but it's 11% of our remakes. And so B1 is the most remade shade that we have in the laboratory. So be very careful when you choose B1. In fact, a lot of times you just want to take B1 off the shade guide if you're going to let the patient see it as you hold it up to their teeth. 
And I always, people think I'm joking when I tell them that I have a special shade guide that I like to use. And I know not everybody has one of these. This is the Detola shade guide. I should patent this. In fact, I'll, I'll send in something right when we're done with this and get my patent. This is shade guide with all A2s. And when you hold it up to the patient's mouth, you just keep your fingers over the A2s or put a piece of tape over it. And since we know A2 is great for almost anyone, it's kind of the universal shade, uh, I like to hold this up to the patient's mouth and move it back and forth as I'm trying to decide the shade. And I'll say to the patient, uh, which one do you think? And I'll pull up this one like this is the closest. And they go, I don't know, those all look exactly the same to me. And I go, ah, yes to the untrained eye perhaps, uh, but to a, a color specialist like myself, I can see the subtle differences between all these. It's either this one or this one, it's, it's this one. And the patient goes, that's amazing, I can't even tell the difference. And I say, well, that's why I get the big bucks. And that's why you're just a patient and I'm the doctor. So dentists always say, you don't really have an all A2 shade guide, do you? And I absolutely do. And you know what? You wouldn't go far wrong by having one of these like I do. And I will start to market it soon, my all A2 shade guide. But in all seriousness, um, if you just stick to the A shades, you're not going to go far wrong. If you take out B1, you're going to eliminate patients trying to force you down that road of going to B1 because it is the most remade shade we have. And when you take out B1, look who's next. A3.5. This is one of my favorite shades too. I love A2 and A3.5, especially for posterior teeth and anybody who's over the age of 40 because they're either currently in A3.5 or they will be in the next 10 years. And you're just leading them off like a quarterback leading off a wide receiver. You're just throwing the A3.5 ball in front of them a few yards because they'll have a few Starbucks a day for the next six years and then they will in fact be an A3.5. And then you can see D2 and D3 next to the A shades uh, in terms of how common the requests are that we get for these. And then you see the ones way down here at the end, the D4, the B4, the B3, the C4, the A4. Most of these just never get asked for. There's not many teeth that match this. So I was just playing around with shade guides one day and I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to arrange this according to popularity. And uh, by the way, the least remade shade, here's B1, the most remade shade, the least remade shade here at the laboratory is A3.5. Very few remakes for A3.5. Of course, it's being used more on posterior teeth than anterior teeth, and I get that, whereas B1's mainly for anterior teeth. Uh, but using this Vita Classic Shade Guide, even Vita admits that this has not been updated since 1956, and it's pretty dated and it wasn't based on science which is why the Vita Linear Guide is how I'd actually take shades today. And when you take out the value guide for the 3D Master, you'll notice that there's only uh, six shades here, the 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And basically when taking a shade with this, you just hold it up to the patient's mouth and whichever value family it falls into, you know, which is very easy to do. When you start looking at something to see if it's a two or a three, all you're looking at is how light the tooth is and you go, aha, or maybe it's something a little bit lighter and you go, okay, well that's uh, a one. It's in the one family. And so you hold that up and there's your one M2 and that's what that looks like. And once you've decided that it's in the family group, the value group of one, you go to this other shade guide. There's one that has a zero one on it, a two, a three, a four, a five. So we'll take out the zero one because this has the zero and the one shades on it. And you'll notice that for the one, we only have two choices. We've got the one M1 and the one M2. And so if it falls in the value of family number one, it's either one of these two shades. And if it was, let's say we decided that it was number two, we'll take out the number two, and you'll see we have a few more choices here. 
But really, in my experience, any one of these is going to be correct. Very slight differences between these shades. It's This is the big deal is getting the value correct. Once you get the value correct and you get into this family, now we're starting to split hairs a little bit more about which one's correct. The beauty of this system versus the regular Vita Classic system is that this has been scientifically laid out. This makes sense. If you watch our shade taking video, you'll see all the science behind this and why Vita made a huge step forward with these 3D shade guides. 3D shades now make up about 14% uh, of the shades we get here in the laboratory. And the reason it's taken a while to catch on is the original 3D shade guides were difficult to use because it was a three-step process. Now it's a two-step process where the first step is simply identifying the value of the tooth you're trying to match. And then you go to the um, shade guide for that specific value family, like the two family, and then pick which shade matches the closest. So for these reasons, because of the accuracy and because of how well these shades match natural teeth, this new Vita shade guide has become my favorite shade guide uh, when I'm working on patients. And I would encourage you to investigate it and take a look at it because it really is a nice system. That about wraps it up for this week's edition of Chairside Live. And I say that because there's about nine seconds left. On behalf of myself, Megan, and everybody here at the laboratory, I want to thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry. We'll see you next time. Brown sugar, How come you egg so yolks, cream, whole milk, vanilla. I don't really remember, I don't know. And then the cookie dough had flour and butter and everything you'd ever want in life. <laughs>